on episode 546 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, Are Your Words Sabotaging Your Health and Fitness Efforts? You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 546. If you decided you're ready to make a change to reclaim your health and fitness, the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. Each week, we dive deep into health and fitness topics that affect those of us over 40. I'm Alan Meisner. I'm an NSAM certified personal trainer with specializations in corrective exercise, behavior change, and fitness nutrition, a FAI certified functional aging specialist, and an OTA level two online trainer. I'm joined each week by our co-host, Rachel Everett. She is an NASM certified personal trainer and a RRCA level one run coach. Let us be your coaches as you find your way on your health and fitness journey, all right? Let's go. Getting older is more than just losing your hair or your skin getting thin and crepey. We get weaker, we gain weight, our energy goes, and with it, we feel ourselves go. It's the aging curve. You look in the mirror or you see a reflection in a window and ask, who is that old dumpy? And you look away. There goes the confidence. Aches and pains seem to pop up like dandelions in your yard. If having an active retirement was part of the plan, well, what if I told you that you make this decision each and every day? You decide whether you're going down a steeper aging curve or you're slowing it. I think you know that. I think you try, are trying, but there's just something missing. With over six and a half years of training people over 40, people just like you, I've learned that there are a few key things that trip us up. And I've made sure to address all of them in my BFFT program. The BFIT for Task program, BFFT for short, is a six-week deep dive that addresses mindset, nutrition, fitness, and self-care in a way that meets you where you are and takes you forward. We find the tactics and strategies that will work for you, giving you the tools you need. However, it's not good enough to know what to do. You have to do it and keep doing it. Consistency wins. And through BFFT, you have the accountability and support to get you there. Learn more at 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT. Change is hard when you don't have the tools and accountability. BFFT will give you both, and you'll have me with you each and every step of the way. 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT. Not deciding is deciding. You can stay on your current path, or you can do something different. Check out 40plusfitness.com forward slash BFFT now. You owe it to yourself to at least learn more about the BFIT for Task program. I hope you will. Hey, Raz, how are you doing? Good, Alan. How are you today? I'm doing all right. Uh, Tammy's, Tammy's back from her trip to the United States. Uh, she brought our granddaughter with us. So oh, cool. you know, she's here uh, experiencing. She's been here before, but she's going to be mm -hmm. here for uh, practically, I guess, a whole month wow. um, with us uh, over the summer, her summer break. And uh, we'll spend some time with her. Uh, you do those things. And so, you know, when I, when I talk about being fit for task, it's like, okay, now I've got to be the active <laughs> grandfather that can keep That's up right. with a sixth grader. So, you know, we'll see what she's up to, but uh, to make sure she's having some fun, we 
we got to get out and be active with her and get some things done. So that'll be fun. Awesome. That sounds great. How are things up there? Great. You know, Mike and I just celebrated our 27th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) And we did that doing things we love. We went camping over the weekend and we had a 5k run where we were camping. So we had a really fun weekend. Yeah. I, I am so proud of Mike, you know, for (laughs) championing through this, you know, with what's Mm -hmm. going on in his life and the treatments and all that. Cause a lot of people, uh, they would use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just tell Mike, I said, I'm just really proud that he's still out there doing things he loves and he's not letting this break him. I, I, I really, right. really something special. Thank you. Thank you. Just a quick reminder. Mike has kidney cancer and his chemo is kind of taking a toll on him. He, we were both signed up for the half marathon. So we technically downgraded to just the 5k, <laughs> yeah. but that's what we were doing. And, you know, we love being out there. We love being active and he is doing so good for the circumstances. So thank you. I, I will let him know. Okay. Well, it is a good example for what we're talking about here yep. today. Mindset. So are you ready mm-hmm. to have that conversation? I absolutely. Thanks. Are your words sabotaging your health and fitness efforts? I want to start today's conversation with a little story. Uh, this story happens to be about me. I was in my late 30s and I was sitting on a beach in Puerto Vallarta. And the day before, I had tried to play volleyball and, in the sand and, and failed miserably. Uh, I was so tired and so beat up. Uh, from just one game uh, that I had to sub out. And that was just not my story. It was not who I really thought I was. And at that point, the thought came across to me that I was a fat bastard. Excuse the language, but it it really was that. I, I, I was doing great in my career, but I was hating life. Uh, I was hating myself. Uh, I was unfit. I was overweight. I was in a toxic relationship. And I just really had no joy in my life. And I was losing my family. It was one of the low points in my life. And so I made this decision that I was going to change. And I even started a blog uh, called Fat Bastard. Uh, and if you actually go search and you look up fatbastard.org, it'll actually take you to my current website for this podcast. Um, cool, interesting little fact, huh? Yeah, it's a redirect. But I was sitting on the beach and I kind of made the decision to, to do some things and like most of us, uh, I started on fire uh, and then I fizzled out. And maybe you can relate to that many times that maybe you've worked really hard and then ran out of energy, ran out of motivation, ran out of everything, uh, and eventually went right back to where you started. And, um, you know, what I want to try to go over is why that happens. uh, And it it all reflects around mindset and the words that we use and the way that we talk to ourselves, uh, the thoughts that we have. Uh, all of these things are, are important. Uh, the mindset is really the driver of all of this. And um, by the end of this episode, I'm going to give you some tools uh, to help you make sure that you don't fizzle out again, uh, because I know how that feels. I went through nearly a decade of starting and stopping, starting and stopping, uh, get, getting further and further down that hole uh, where I thought, you know, I was a fat bastard. Uh, it, it only got worse and um, until I was able to turn it around. And I want to help you turn it around, too. So the first kind of words that I want to talk about here are called absolutes, okay? Uh, That includes words like never, always, can't. You know, I'll never lose the weight. 
I'll never be able to, to do this thing. It always happens to me. I, something always happens. So, you know, the gym closes, something like that always happens. And then examples of the can't is I can't do a squat. I can't use my legs properly to exercise. So I can't lose the weight. I can't exercise. I can't, you know, use my upper body. Now, some of these are injuries and sometimes there's things we got to work through, but what I can tell you is absolutes are almost never true. They just aren't, uh, almost nothing in the world is absolute. Uh, if you have the willpower uh, and the staying power to do that. So the solution, what are the solutions that I came up with for absolutes? Well, the first one is whenever you catch yourself using or thinking the word never, always, or can't, question it. Question it big time. Uh, like I said, those words are almost never true. So you do need to question yourself if you catch yourself using or thinking those words. And then the next stage of this would be to introduce the term, yet I will. So I have never been successful at surfing, yet I will be if I choose to surf. And so you can do that for just about any time you find yourself using one of these absolutes, put it in your head that there is a way and you have to work your way to make it happen. So it hasn't happened yet, but it will. Okay. The next type of words that I want to talk about are called controlling words. And these are the words we use when we're trying to do something and we get into a situation where uh, we're faced with a, a, an obstacle. So you're in the restaurant or you're out and the guys say, hey, let's go have a beer. And you're like, I can't. Or I'm not allowed to. You know, like you've set these absolute rules for yourselves and, and for yourself. And, and then now you feel like you're, you're being held back. You feel like this, this, it's unfair. You know, your, your friend can go have beer and he's not worried about it. But if you go try to have a beer, you know, you're going to break your you break your code, you're going to break your diet, and then you'll be starting all over. You know, it's kind of the mindset of it. So you set these absolute controlling words. And for a lot of us, uh, we rebel against those types of things. Uh, if I can't have something, I'm going to think about it all the time. So if I can't have the cake, I'm going to want the cake even more. So the solution for controlling words is to own it. Okay. You're, you're in your health and fitness journey and you have a mission, you have a goal, you have a target, you have, you have a vision, a place you're going. And if these things that are there aren't going to get you there, now you made the choice. You made the choice to not drink the beer. You made the choice to not eat the cake. So instead of saying, I can't have cake or I'm not allowed to have cake on my diet, the simple word change is I choose not to. Or you can say, it doesn't serve me, so no. Uh, in that way, you've now taken control of those controlling words. You're not letting the rules dictate your life. You put emphasis and intent behind your words. I choose not to. I choose not to have the cake. I choose not to have the beer. And that can be a really empowering opportunity. And it's a very good indication that you own what you're trying to do and you're much more likely to complete it. So if I said, hey, you know, uh, do you want to kiss that girl uh, when you're married to somebody else? You, you, you wouldn't say, I can't, or I'm not allowed to. You would say, no, 
<laughs> I, I, that, I, that's not me. That doesn't serve me. I'm, I'm in a relationship. I'm in this thing. So no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Uh, I choose not to do that. So, you know, there's a big difference there uh, on how you use those controlling words and how either you're in control or the rule is the, is the control. The next type of words I want to talk about are called enemy words. And these are where you, you use words like failed, or you call yourself a failure, words like stupid or idiot, um, or you call yourself weak. Um, or, you know, you say something like, I just, I just really have bad willpower. I have weak willpower. So you make those, you know, you, know, you make those statements that, that are basically deriding yourself, you know, and uh, the solution to that, well, <laughs> the funny solution to it is, uh, there's an episode of Bob Newhart. There was a show in the, in the eighties and, uh, it's called stop it. And, and basically a woman comes in and has some, uh, phobias and fears and, and activities that she does. And, uh, his answer is just stop it. And, um, you know, it's, 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 it's just hilarious. I don't know that it'd be as funny for someone today uh, because it's, it seems a little insensitive to someone. But if you're interested, you can find that on YouTube. You can go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash stop. And that will uh, that'll take you to a link uh, to that YouTube video. It's, it's uh, about six minutes long and it's, it's hilarious. Um, it's one of my favorite clips from Bob Newhart. Um, and I think it's a favorite for a lot of people because <laughs> it gets a lot of plays. Um, so that is one solution. Obviously, uh, if you catch yourself using these words to talk about yourself, just, just stop it. But, um, there are other ways. And one is, you know, I talked about the slip to success process last week. Uh, this is a way to do that. You forgive yourself. Um, you recognize we're human. Um, if we made a mistake, we didn't fail. Uh, we got to learn from this and make it better. And so you, you can get that slip to success model as a little PDF uh, guide that I did. You can go to 40 plus fitness podcast.com forward slash slip. Uh, and that'll take you to that guide. And it's a really interesting way to sit down and, and reframe the things that we do that are off plan. Um, but the, really the, the crux of all of this uh, and particularly with the enemy words is you would never use these words to your best friend. If your best friend made a mistake, you wouldn't be yelling at them, well, idiot, you failed. You, you would never say that to them. You would never say that to another human being. Yet here we are saying it to ourselves or thinking it to ourselves. Now, I'll admit that this is probably the one that gets me the most. Uh, I, I will do something silly uh, and use something with forgetting or losing something and just be really upset that I misplaced something and I fall back into this little trap and I catch myself saying, you idiot. Um, and you know, when it happens, it happens, but you know, I have to recover from it. And I then I have to remind myself, I am my best friend. I have self-love and that means I don't use those words communicating to myself. And so then that goes through the whole slip to success process of forgiving myself learning from my issue and planning for something different the next time and then putting it to action. And the final bit of words that I want to talk about uh, that can often fail us or make us mess up are these weak words. And, and we use these weak words to basically mark our mission, but I'll explain why they're, they're weak words in a minute. They're words like resolution. You know, in the new years, we make that resolution. We're going to lose that 30 pounds this year, starting on January 1st. 
we talk about motivation. You know, we, we're, we, right now we're motivated. We feel really good. Like I said, we start out on fire and we fizzle out. Um, we start talking about willpower. You know, I got to work on my willpower. Uh, I only have so many decisions in me before decision fatigue causes me a problem. And then what happens is we fail. And when we do, we go back on the, the, the tried and true. Well, you know, 90 some odd percent of people don't complete their New Year's resolutions. So we're just normal. Uh, we can say, you know, yeah, I just sometimes I lack the motivation to keep going. And we can just accept that. People, people will understand it. You know, it's really hard to get motivated to stay on this keto diet because it's really, really hard. So yeah, I had, I had a little bit of sugar that I didn't really intend to have. And I fell out of ketosis, you know, and then willpower, everybody understands willpower is finite. And they, so if our willpower doesn't hold up. We, we just accept that. We accept these words. They're very weak words for doing what we want to do. So we counter strong, weak words with strong words. And the first strong word that I want to put out there is accountability. Um, a lot of us will go into this journey not accountable to anybody. And so when I finally did decide I wanted to turn myself around, uh, my accountability was to my daughter. I told her I wanted to do a Tough mutter with her, and I didn't want to let her down. So that was a big driving factor to showing up, a big driving factor to changing my food, a big driving factor to everything that I was doing at that point in my life to get myself turned around. I had accountability. Um, and then the other one, and probably the strongest of words that I know, is called commitment. Okay. And when you are committed to something, change happens. Now, I want to finish that story uh, of me, the fat bastard, and how I tried and I failed and I tried and I failed. And almost, I mean, it's eight years of stop and go and, and backtrack, stop, go backtrack, and just over and over and over. And I couldn't get it worked out. So one morning I woke up, I was in a Malaysian hotel. I'm traveling a lot for work and I was hungover and I'm laying there and I'm thinking, why am I right back here again? Why am I right back to being the fat bastard? And it occurred to me that every other thing that I did in my life that I'm really, really proud of, everything that was really hard that I did, I was committed. I was committed to doing well in college. I was committed well to doing well on the CPA exam. I was committed to my career. Um, when I did things, I didn't do anything halfway, particularly as it related to my career. And so I said, well, I'm always committed to those things and I get them done. I don't, I don't fail. And I very seldom even backtrack. So why, is this, why was this different? And it wasn't. So it, it was no different. For me to look at my life and say, if I want something bad enough, I will get it. And I hadn't committed yet. So that was the beginning of committing. And with the commitment, I put in the effort, I made the changes. And I can tell you, if you are committed and you have some accountability, all the weak words don't matter anymore. You're less likely to use the enemy words. The controlling words go away and the absolutes go away because you're committed to a task. You haven't done something, but you will. It's not that you can't do something. You choose not to. And the enemy words don't happen as often 
particularly as you're going through that, because you're being more successful, you're sticking with it. And then you don't have to worry about the weak words. You left those behind and you stuck yourself to a strong word. And that's going to help drive you through this process of change. Change is hard and it requires commitment and it often requires accountability. So in summary, and the core thing I want you to take away from this episode is that words reflect your mindset, but they can also drive it. So it's really important for you to do the mindset stuff, get yourself settled in your head because where your head goes, everything goes. So if you have a bad mindset, you're not going to complete the task. You're not going to make it where you want to be. You've got to deal with mindset and that's going to come from sometimes reversing it and making sure that the words you're using are the right words. And then they will, they will drive your mindset. And then your mindset is reflected in your words. So you'll see this return on investment. You'll get better and easier at how you do things and things will just become a part of your lifestyle. And then there's no more can't there's, there's no more, uh, lacking motivation. They all just become natural to you. So the words that you want to avoid and deal with absolutes, because they're almost never true controlling words. And I'll tell you straight up, you are not weak. You're listening to this episode and you're still listening to this episode. You care about this. And I can tell you those words don't control you if you control them. Enemy words. Now, you, if you wouldn't talk to other people that way, stop talking to yourself that way. And then the weak words. Don't let your words give you an excuse. Oh, well, you know, it's resolution. I almost never do this resolution. This is the fifth year in a row that I've started on January 1st with a resolution. And it always fails. So don't, don't allow weak words to be a part of who you are. So you want to start with commitment. You want to have self-love. You want to be your own best friend. You want to forgive yourself when things don't go your way or you make a mistake. And you want to own your choices. They don't own you. And finally, find accountability. That will help you keep this stuff on track and make sure that if you do slip up, it's much easier to get back up because there's someone there in your corner, keeping you on task and keeping and, and watching out for you. So I hope you found this uh, a good episode. Uh, I'm going to get on with uh, Rachel here in a minute and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but thank you so much. Welcome back, Russ. Hey, Alan, this is my favorite topic. You're going to yes. have to keep me under control today. <laughs> I love well, I, talking about mindset. I, I have a hard stop in 20 minutes, but, uh, and yes, we, we could talk for a lot longer than mm-hmm. 20, 20 more minutes, but, um, uh, so what are your, some of your thoughts? Oh my gosh. You know, this, so many of these things, um, I see every day and I guess I'm going to skip right down to the enemy words. And I see a lot of um, people that just don't say the kindest things to themselves. And I hear a lot of people say, I'm fat and I can't, and I'm lazy. And these are just, you know, kind of like waving the white flag of defeat before you even get started. And, you know, we are where we are today. And um, we just need to figure out how to talk nicely and a little bit more motivated um, to ourselves to get going. Yeah. You know, we, we, you know, you would, mm-hmm. you would never talk to your, your friends or family that way. <laughs> never. You know, your friend walks up to you and you just say, oh my God, you're fat. 
Um, you know, you look fat today. No, we would never say that, but we look at ourselves and we use that word talking Mm -hmm. to ourselves. And that's where you have to just, you have to stop it. (laughs) I don't know if you watched that Bob Newhart. um, Oh gosh clip. It's, it, mm-hmm. it, I, I could watch it. I could watch it a thousand times. It's just hilarious. <laughs> um, and, and yes, maybe you, it would come off as a little mean, but if you need tough love to, to get mm-hmm. you past what you're doing for your, against yourself, mm-hmm. um, then that's the way to do it. I prefer yeah. to do it in the, the self-love model right. of, you know, be your own best friend and, and think of it in terms of the words you use. When you find yourself doing that, you've got to stop. And yeah. you've got to think, and then you've got to say, is this something coming out of love mm-hmm. or is this something coming from a, a darker place? Right. You know, I like what you said earlier too, is you need to change the narrative. If you keep repeating these words, these hateful words to yourself, then they tend to get stuck. So what I like to do is I like to call my clients athletes. You're my athlete. This is your training log for, for your activities. And and I refer to them as athletes because I want them to think like an athlete. So um, they're going to think, well, what would an athlete eat? What would an athlete do for recovery? What should an athlete do about sleeping? And, you know, if you start to think forward in that way, a little bit more positively, then you're giving yourself a little bit more self-love and a, a lot of grace too. You know, just a few minutes ago, I said, Mike and I only did a 5k when we were supposed to do the half marathon. And that wasn't a very kind thing to say to myself, but, you know, we were, um, you know, a 5k is still a great thing to do. And we were trained and in good shape for a 5k. That's a very positive thing. So we just need to think in just a little bit changing that narrative, I think is a really important thing, place to start. Yeah. What you're talking about. And I actually kind of picked this up from a business podcast I was listening to, and I actually did an episode on it. It's called the be, do, have model. Mm-hmm. And so the have is that you're an athlete. Mm-hmm. The have is that you're a half marathoner or, you know, that you're, you're this, you're fit for task. You're, you're who you want to be the, mm-hmm. the, so you start with be that person. Right. So now it's like, okay, what does that person do? And that, well, they get up and they run and they mm-hmm. eat right. And they want to, you know, keep their body weight within a certain range because that's going to make it easier on their joints. And so the do then is doing those things. So the be, mm-hmm. do, have is how you become the athlete that you want to be, the person you right. want to be. And so following that model of just saying, I have to think like them, then I have to act like them, mm-hmm. and then I will be them. Yeah. You know, one of the other favorite words that I heard you speak was committed. The word committed, you know, motivation is lacking. And right now we're in the middle of the summer. It's chaos. Our schedules are all out of focus with kids at home and, and vacation planning and all these things going on. It's just chaos. But when you're committed to your goals, you're going to get up in the morning and do your workout or your run or whatever your activity is because you're committed to doing that. That's another good word to focus on. Yeah, that's that's the primary word. Uh, that's my favorite <laughs> word uh, when it comes to the when it comes to change. Uh, mm-hmm. because change is hard. Uh, it, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're trying to rewire. If you're working on mindset, you're trying to rewire 40, 50, 60 years right. of messaging. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that messaging was your messaging, but a lot of times, mm-hmm. whether they meant it or not, mm-hmm. people close to us said things that mm-hmm. got stuck in our head. Yeah. You're not good enough. You're, you're looking a little 
you know, out of shape. You're, you're, mm-hmm. You hear these things mm-hmm. and you, you, you internalize them. Now, mm-hmm. I was a weirdo in that, <laughs> yeah, like you didn't know that, <laughs> in that, like, I, I, I grew up in an environment where saying bad things about someone became motivating to me. Mm-hmm. When someone told me I couldn't do something, mm-hmm. I was 10 times more likely to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time, the fir- not the first time, but the first time I was in football where there was actual tryouts where you had to go in and, and earn your way on the team, I was cut. Mm. Okay. And you flash forward just three years later, and I'm one of the best athletes on the football field. Wow. And it was because that one coach said, we just don't think he can do it. Now, I had a lot of disadvantages at that time uh, because of my age and my weight. I was underweight. So I weighed maybe 90 pounds and I had to be on the 110 pound team. So every kid on that team outweighed me by about 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. And that's significant. 20 pounds relative to 90 pounds. I was way underweight. I was way Mm -hmm. small and I wasn't fit. And so I started getting more fit. I started working on being able to go longer and work harder and get stronger and was back on the football field. So for me, a lot of times the words that would stop somebody are the exact words that would get me going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, then I responded that when I was in the army, when I was playing football, if someone told me I was not doing well enough, mm-hmm. I just started doing better. But that came from uh, being obstinate and stubborn and saying, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not going to let you stop me. But I, I find myself doing the same thing and I don't mm-hmm. find it motivating. When the words are coming from me, it mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. Hmm. Uh, I have to go at it for myself with self-love. Mm-hmm. But if someone tells me I'm letting the team down, I'm not, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm going to work harder. But I, it doesn't sure. work the same way for me. So, But these are things that were put in your head potentially decades ago. Yeah. And so the rewiring on it is not a one and done thing. Mm-hmm. The self-awareness journey of going through all this process and paying attention to it, the slip to success stuff, uh, the, the be, do, have, all those things mm-hmm. those are, are tools to help us do the rewiring. But the rewiring is going to take some time and patience and effort, yeah. but it's so worth it because when you get to that point where you don't refer to yourself as the fat bastard, everything kind of changes because you know that you have the power to do this and you start doing it. You start seeing it and living it and experiencing it. And I can tell you crossing that finish line with my daughter at that first tough mutter was one of the best experiences of my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, there's nothing that's ever going to take that memory away from me, that work that I did to get to that place, to be able to do that thing. And that experience. And so I think everybody deserves to have those moments, to have that joy in their life. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I do what I do. I know that's why you do what you do. Exactly. And it's just this whole idea of if you're defeating yourself, you're depriving yourself of some of the most joyous moments of your entire life. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's that's a shame. And, and it, it shouldn't be that way. So, you know, Get a coach if you need it. If you need the accountability, get someone that's going to help you work through this mm-hmm. mindset stuff. Um, in my programs, we spend so much time talking about mindset 
they're like, well, you know, what about the coaching other stuff? I'm like, sure. Send me a video of your movements. You want a new workout? I'll give you a new workout. That stuff is just, it's easy. It just happens. Mm-hmm. If you do the work, you see the results, but to keep you from quitting, to keep you on task, keep you doing the things that you need to do. You've mm-hmm. got to get your mindset, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's all of it. It's 100%. I mean, like people start to say 90, 20, you know, nutrition, start with mindset. Yep. <laughs> the rest of it, the rest of it'll just fall in place. It really does. Absolutely does. Yeah. Listen to how you talk to yourself, change that narrative and take that challenge, do something big. You've got this, you can do it. All right. Well, I think that's a, a good note to end on. Um, Perfect. Rachel. All right. I'll see you next week. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye. Thanks. Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Tony Riddle and discuss his book, Be More Human, How to Transform Your Lifestyle for Optimum Health, Happiness, and Vitality. Until then, have a happy and healthy week.